The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? And thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open After Dark Podcast. You wanted the best. You got the best. And AEW Dynamite and NXT gave us the best tonight. Two really strong shows. So many highlights from both shows. Great pro wrestling, great sports entertainment. I highlighted a bunch of stuff that I cannot wait to talk about with you. Dynamite, head-to-head with NXT. On a Tuesday night, one more time, who came out on top? I'll let you know. I'm Uncle Bully. This is the Busted Open After Dark podcast. Turn me up. I enjoyed both shows. I really, really did. I was very entertained by both shows. I think that AEW and NXT brought out the best in each other tonight. This little Tuesday night competition that probably got overblown along the way definitely lit a, lit a fire under both companies' asses. Obviously, the WWE felt the need to roll out some big guns. You don't just randomly see The Undertaker, John Cena, Paul Heyman on NXT. Yeah, okay, Oscar coming back, I get it. Cody coming back, Becky along the way, Dom, Rhea, LA Knight. Yep, I could see the crossover, which they've been doing. But you're talking about the most major, major firepower in the history of pro wrestling. When you start rolling out Taker, Cena, and Paul Heyman. The WWE was out to prove a point tonight. And I think AEW and Tony Khan was out to prove a point saying, since we're not on our normal night, we're going to come to your night and we're going to hang. From a perception point of view, 
I thought AEW hung very well tonight. AEW stuck, stuck to their strengths. I paid careful attention to the first half hour of each show. And I watch these shows side by side, folks. And I, I, I really did my best to keep my one ear on one, the other ear on the other, back and forth, taking as many notes as possible so we could talk about this together. And my biggest takeaway after the first half hour was AEW stuck to their strength of pro wrestling in the middle of the ring. And the WWE and NXT stuck to their um, strong points, their wheelhouse of characters and stories. We saw a variety of different talent within the first half hour. Christian opened up for AEW. He was in the production truck, taking full credit for the first half hour commercial free. And Cody let it off for NXT. Very interesting that Cody started things off. I think you can all read between the lines on that one. And right after the Christian promo, AEW rolled into Danielson versus Swerve. I was looking forward to Danielson versus Swerve because I thought it would be a better match than Danielson and Jay White. What do you guys think? Did you like it better? Yes or no? Let me know. But the first half hour was really eaten up on AEW side by wrestling in the ring. While on the NXT side, we got Cody's entrance. We got the announcement of the Dusty Classic. We got Cody telling us he was going to be the special guest GM. We got Dragonoff out. We got Rhea and Dom out. Right off the bat, NXT felt very Raw-like. Opening with the in-ring promo. Starting with the beginning and running the thread that was going to pay off later on in the night. Most of the time when AEW starts off on Dynamite, they get right into action. I mean, I've seen Dynamites, and I'm sure you've seen them too, where 30 seconds into the show, they are into action. So both shows really stuck to what works best for them in the first half hour. And as the shows, the shows are going on, I'm thinking about this whole ratings thing and how we put so much stock into the rating. And how is AEW going to be able to hold up against a fully loaded NXT card on a Tuesday night? And the conclusion that I came to is this. It's really not about the AEW rating versus NXT. It's about the loyalty of the AEW fan. Did the AEW fan 
show up for them tonight. Now, me and LaGreca always have the argument, the discussion, the back and forth about does the rating mean anything, blah, blah, blah. It's still, even though it's archaic and it's outdated, it's still some type of metric that tells us who is tuning in. AEW um, has been right around that, you know, 850. I know they peaked for Grand Slam with 980. Then they trickled back down last week around 800. I think it would be a great victory for AEW if they did between, I'll I'll call it 750 to 800,000 viewers tonight. Because that just shows me the loyalty of their audience that they came to watch what I thought was a very, very good dynamite tonight. I I almost wish that this little Wednesday night war was back on because I think AEW and NXT learned from it. I think NXT learned to not just Schluff off a pissant company. And I think AEW learned, or hopefully they learned, that there's peaks and valleys in this in this business. And it is a marathon, not a sprint. So I really thought that Tony Khan. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, the heads of creative, whoever those players might be, put some real solid pen to paper today for their respective companies. I thought the talent on both shows knocked it out of the park. The only lull I could possibly have seen in both shows was in NXT when they were doing the women's uh, tournament match and we had the two girls that we really don't know so well. And they were going up against Soraya and Sheeta, who had a great match. It was Lola Vice versus Danny Parker. Thank you, Andre. So if you got Lola Vice versus Danny Parker... On one channel, Soraya and Sheeta on the other. I think your eyes are going to be on Soraya and Sheeta first and foremost because we all know who Soraya is, one of the one of the pillars of the women's division in NXT, huge star in the WWE, huge star for AEW. So just on name recognition and uh, you know her being so recognizable. If you're watching both shows, I think she's going to catch her eye. But I thought Soraya and Sheeta had a really strong match tonight and a shocking finish with Sheeta becoming your now three-time AEW Women's Champion. There were a lot, there were a lot of different things that really uh, you know stuck out to me tonight. And I put stars and like, you know, asterisks next to them that I really wanted to talk about. And I'm not quite sure how the flow of the show is going to go because sometimes I go back and forth, but I'm going to try to go in, in, in the order of both shows. 
But I really hope for AEW's sake that their fan base showed up tonight, as I was saying earlier. I, I wonder what Wednesdays would look like if this was company versus company again. Not that I think I want that. I like that I get NXT on Tuesdays now. I like that I get Dynamite on Wednesdays now. It gives me time to pay attention to each show as opposed to worried about back and forth or watch one and then DVR the other and what I can immerse myself in and what I can't. But man, if these companies didn't bring out the best in both uh, uh, each other tonight and, and AEW showing some big balls going longer than that first 30 minutes. I think it was about Andre about 40 minutes before, maybe even longer before they went to their first like real commercial break as opposed to a picture in picture. Yeah. About 42, 43 minutes. Yeah. NXT put on a show tonight and, and I thought about this at about, at, at 9.30, they put on a show tonight that was Monday night worthy. That's how good I thought NXT was tonight. I think it was better than Monday Night Raw from this week. I know on Fridays or on Saturdays, the crew here likes to do weekly winner. That NXT show has to be in contention for weekly winner. We haven't seen Impact yet. We haven't seen SmackDown yet. But I'll be damned if that wasn't one hell of a well-booked, well-wrestled, well-performed edition of NXT. With a very well-booked and a very well-wrestled edition of AEW. Now, mind you, I can only pay so much attention to two things going on at one time, but nothing really caught my eye with AEW that I, I would put under a microscope like I normally do, because those things just, actually, it's not under a microscope. It's the glaring things like the referees or the rules. But screw it. I felt too entertained by the show tonight. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, everyone. It's Howard Bender from the Andy Up podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Shit, I'll start with Jade. Why not? Because I put a star next to her name. Speaking of stars, how much of a freaking star did Jade Cargill look tonight? My God, she looked incredible. Not that she hasn't looked incredible in AEW. But this girl is getting, she's not getting the star treatment so far. She's getting the mega star treatment. And I, I, I put out a a, a, me, a meme. Is that what the kids call it today, Ariel? A meme, a meme. What the hell you guys call it? It's a meme. You, you got it. Okay, thank you. I just wanted to hear the super sexy swinging voice of Ariel. Um, so I put out a meme, and the meme was of an iceberg. And I said, uh, the tip of the iceberg is what AEW sees, and what lies beneath is what the WWE sees. So many people took that the wrong way. Gotta understand, people, the WWE has been around for like a hundred years. They just have more time in this game. That tip of the iceberg is what everybody goes, oh, wow, look at this iceberg. Oh, this iceberg is so nice. Wow, this is great. That's what AEW did with Jade. But the WWE is going to see so much more, and they know how to bring out that much more. So I think that AEW did a good job with Jade Cargill. But if everything goes the right the right way, WWE is going to do a phenomenal job with Jade Cargill, and the sky is the absolute limit. Not a bad start getting greeted by Shawn Michaels. So nothing but great things to say about Jade. I'd like to know how you felt about seeing her tonight. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think she's going to have as great of a career in the WWE as I'm saying? 
The first thing I put a star next to tonight was Jericho and Hobbs. I was really excited to talk to Hobbs this morning on Busted Open. But Don Callis did a run-in and said, "Uh -uh. you ain't talking to Hobbs, you're talking to me. I love when Callis buries LaGreca too. Highlight of my day this morning. Other than the announcement of the YouTube channel. When I saw Hobbs walking down to that ring, I was like, my God, look at this big, bad mother trucker. He looks so freaking impressive. So good. Gets in the ring and the bell rings. And I see Jericho charge right at him. Kind of back him into the corner and they're exchanging blows. And I was like, ugh. There was a piece of me that wanted Hobbs to destroy Jericho in like a minute. Two minutes, whatever. I wanted to see kind of, I, I almost wanted to see a squash match. But I liked the way they went about it. And now as they kept going on in the match, I'm saying to myself, geez, Louise, I hope Chris does not win this match. There's no way in hell Chris can win this match. And then we get Hobbs going over because he just like slammed Chris so many damn times. And Andre, he pinned him, right? Did he pin him or did the ref wave it off? I Whatever it was, I think the ref might have waved. later on is with Wardlow so the ref just called the match and I really really like that because Jericho couldn't continue and it just showed you how much of a monster that uh, Hobbs is I was really happy that they did that count out of nowhere also like you heard no reaction in the audience and that no reaction was a great reaction because the people didn't see it coming. They were completely shocked. And I like that shock. And I like that AEW was smart enough to put Hobbs over the way they did. Jericho's smart. Callis is smart. And you heard Callis on Busted Open this morning about what their plans are for Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs needs to have his very own path of rage. Lord knows it worked for Taz back in the day. And Taz was nowhere near the stature physically or reality-wise as Hobbs. But the perception of Taz was absolute killer. With Hobbs, you have the perception and the reality. So, man, do I hope they keep their foot on the gas pedal with Will Hobbs. I really like what I saw tonight. The next thing I put a star next to was Wardlow. 
They did the same thing with Wardlow as they did with Hobbs, only it was quicker. Another ref stoppage. But I listened to the fans really, really close after the Wardlow match was over, and he beat Seidel. There was almost no reaction for Wardlow until he kind of got deep into the arena and I think people started to cheer a little bit just because they were getting up close and personal with Wardlow. I think the fans are afraid to emotionally invest in Wardlow again. I am. I have very high hopes for Wardlow still. Lord knows I know I would do with Wardlow. I know what I would have done with Wardlow. I would have never hit the freaking brakes on Wardlow. That's first and foremost but I know exactly what I would do with him now. And if Wardlow is your baby face and Hobbs is your heel, I would have them mirror each other's path of destruction, path of rage, and build them the exact same way, the way they should have been built from Jump Street. Because those guys should be much farther along right now than they are. But hey, it doesn't work every single time with every single guy or gal. And sometimes you have to rebuild. Hopefully they get this rebuild done the right way with Wardlow. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Tell you who rocked me tonight, as she does every single time she's on my TV on Dynamite. And that is Tony Storm. Now, at first, I got pissed. Saw Tony Storm with RJ City, and she's cutting her promo about her new black and white movie premiere. And then they go to picture in picture. And I was screaming. I'm like, how dare they go to picture in picture during a Tony Storm segment? I don't want to see Tony Storm in picture in picture. I want Tony Storm all over my damn screen. And then Andre chimed in. He goes, uh, Bully, uh, it is a silent movie. And I was like, you're right. It's a silent movie. So I guess it was the best time to go to picture in picture because it forced, I was forced to keep on watching Tony. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm kind of torn. Like if they go to a picture in picture and there's a commercial for like Jared Jewelers or Pizza Hut, I have to watch the action in the ring. But they went in picture in picture with Tony Storm. So now I got Tony Storm in picture in picture. Was there a commercial? Was there a regular commercial running? I don't even remember what the hell was running. All I know is I did concentrate on Tony Storm and allow me to once again put Tony Storm over to the moon. 
because I love I love the new character. I love what she's doing. I think adding RJ City to her shtick, her act is working also. He feels like a necessary sidekick right now. I like the way they, they gel together. What did you guys think of Tony Storm? What did you guys think of the uh, of the black and white movie? I think she just danced back and forth all across the screen, which is all you really need from Tony. I think Tony Storm is probably going to do the highest rated segments of all Tuesday night. So, yeah. Love the direction of the character. One of the things that I also liked was some, the Samoa Joe vignette. Now, I saw a Samoa Joe vignette online on the old Twitter machine that was a little longer than the one that they aired tonight. But man, Joe sitting there in his suit, drinking a bourbon on the rocks, just oozing confidence and badassery. I loved it. You know, there was there was a time, you know, when they in WWE when they had Joe on commentary. I, I it's probably that that old that that night when he was wearing like the, the raincoat. And doing commentary, and I was like, that ah, this is probably it for Joe. It ain't easy to go on the shelf for as long as Joe did and then come back and perform to the level that Joe is performing at. But we've seen, I mean, we see it from guys like Edge. He was gone for 10 years. We've seen it before. I didn't think it would happen for Joe. But I'll be damned if Joe's not doing a really strong job. I think Joe could be the AEW world champion one day. Talk about a champ with credibility. I know MJF beat him. Strong match. But Joe is very, very credible. What else? What else? What else? Orange Cassidy, your new intergalactic Ballistic world champion of the world, in the world, and the planets, in this solar system of this universe. Or something like that. The new intercontinental champion defeating Ray Phoenix. I think it was supposed to be Moxley in the match originally. They said Moxley had not been cleared. Andre, did you pick that up, that uh, that Mox was supposed to be in the match? I still, maybe still nursing that concussion. Yes, he was supposed to be in that match, but during the zero-hour part at around 7.30 to 8, right after the Eddie Kingston match, Tony Khan went on there to say that Moxley was not cleared. Gotcha. Didn't catch that. I was whacking down a couple of rainbow rolls. I was squatting today, like 7.85, got hungry, left the gym, got three rainbow rolls, doused them in soy, extra wasabi, and ginger. And then I started watching. Orange always gets the job done. Him and Ray Phoenix, exciting match, as guys like that always have in AEW. Like I said earlier in the show, AEW catered to their fan base tonight, gave them a very good show, which I hope AEW fans showed up for. 
AEW fans are very smart. They 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 know if they're you know I I don't think AEW has a casual fan like a WWE fan does where a casual WWE fan might not know if a night has been switched. I think AE I think ninety five percent of AEW fans know that the night was switched and showed up for their company tonight to watch. A very good product. Back over to NXT. Talking about, uh, I think uh, LJ or Paul had mentioned, LJ from South Carolina or Paul from Boston was mentioning Heyman. And when we saw Heyman in the back with Braun Breaker, everything about that shot was reminiscent of how Paul would stand in the background with Brock or Punk or obviously Roman. And Paul stands up and he just says, Ron Breaker. And as if my life flashed before me, I said, to myself, yep, I could definitely hear that name being announced by Paul Heyman on the main roster in the main event at WrestleMania. And lo and behold, that's exactly what Paul said. It's as if me and Paul, everybody says that me and Paul sound alike. We have the same uh, cadence. Uh, sometimes we share the same brain. That's because that's the first guy who educated me in this business. So it's no wonder that I was thinking like him. But the, just a brawn breaker. Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns. It's right there. And despite Braun losing tonight to our guest this morning on Busted Open, Carmelo Hayes, it was a good night for him. People might be saying, yeah, but he got choke slammed to end the night. He got left laying. So? Got left laying by The Undertaker. I'll take getting laid out by The Undertaker any night of the week. As I said at the top of the show tonight, we saw Braun with Cena earlier in the show. We see him with Heyman middle of the show we see him taking a choke slam from taker at the end of the show you're gonna tell me they don't got plans for this kid how much more of a rub can you possibly get in one night gets out of the aa pretty big right there now he didn't exactly go toe-to-toe -to -toe with john cena on the microphone and that wasn't the point of tonight. If John Cena and Braun Breaker ever went toe-to-toe -to -toe on the microphone, I don't think we've been hearing much from Braun Breaker ever again. So that's another thing that I really loved about NXT. And then as one of the callers brought up earlier, Brian Pillman Jr. and his vignette. 
I loved it. Once again, this is an iceberg theory with me. I think AEW saw the tip of the iceberg with Brian Pillman Jr. I think the WWE sees everything that lies beneath. Plus, WWE had dad. They have all, they own all the footage of dad, Brian Pillman Sr. You saw that footage when Pillman was watching the TV. You saw the footage of Pillman from ECW, where the loose cannon began. You saw the footage from Pillman Sr. in WCW and obviously in the WWF back in the day. About an hour ago, Pillman Jr. went on social media, and this was his tweet. 26 years ago, my father was buried, and tonight I buried his last name. I will no longer be known as the lost son living in his father's shadow. I will forge my own path and stop at nothing until I am the king of NXT. That's some heavy shit, folks. Completely denouncing the Pillman name. What going on to say, I don't want him, them, when they look at me, I don't want them to think of him. I don't want people to think about my father. I want them to think about me. I love where this is going already. They have me more invested in Brian Pillman Jr. in two minutes than I have ever been invested in Brian Pillman Jr., period. That is the magic of the machine known as the WWE. These are the things that the WWE have been doing for a long, long time. And don't get me wrong, folks. They don't get it right all the time. And I'll be the first one to come on this show or on Busted Open and tell you when they're not getting it right, at least in my opinion, when they're not getting it right. If you listen to Busted Open this morning, I think they dropped the ball on Seth last night uh, on set last night with the lack of selling but damn i'll be damned if they didn't get it right tonight with pillman i'm excited to see where this new uh where this new character goes pillman is definitely very very raw and needs molding and needs guidance and needs coaching but that's exactly what the PC is there for. He's going to get all of that. Brian Pillman is going to get a real chance in the pro wrestling sports entertainment business being an NXT. And whatever goes on from there is going to be up to him. Can he get himself over? Can he perform up to that level? Can he be what in the what everybody might think he could be, which is the next version of his dad, 
which he has denounced tonight. Good start to that story. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.